Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 25. Welcome, everyone, to the program. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, seeing lives changed, seeing nations changed. It's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed, your heart transformed. We want to see you and help you discover all that God has created you to be. It's going to be a great program today. We're continuing in our series on new beginnings, talking about putting the past behind you and looking forward to what God has for you in the future. It's going to be a wonderful time today. Let's get started, everybody. Well, I trust that you have had a wonderful week since the last time we were together. And uh, I know that we are pressing forward. Man, we're a couple of weeks now into the new year. A lot of great things are taking place. And as you are listening to this podcast, I am in Franklin, Tennessee, and I am experiencing a wonderful, wonderful time with Dan Miller and his team, his family. And we're attending this week. My wife and I are attending the Coaching with Excellence program that Dan puts on several times a year and just enjoying ourselves immensely. So trust that you're having a great time as well. Listen, there's a lot of great things taking place. I want to mention at the front of the program and, again, uh, toward the end today, we're getting very close now to our New Beginnings Seminar and Workshop. This is going to be uh, something that's so fresh and so new, so meaningful and life-changing for anyone who attends. I just want to make sure that I mention it a couple of times today. Uh, Let me tell you what, if you've been to seminars where people get up and just lecture and talk uh, because they like to hear themselves talk, this is not going to be this particular seminar. We're going to be doing some work together. We're going to be dealing with the past and getting that stuff put behind you, left there once and for all. I want to help you to really reawaken and discover some dreams that maybe have been put on the shelf for a while and get those things uh, really reawakened in your heart so that you can really pursue the passions, the interests, the things that God has put in you to accomplish. And it's going to be a wonderful time. I hope that you will avail yourself of this wonderful program January 25th right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we would love to have you be a part of that. For more information, just go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings, and you'll find all the information that you want right there. Well, on this episode we are going to be talking about something that I think is critical to our success, and that is how to overcome fear. Fear is one of those ambiguous ideas, but yet fear is responsible for holding most people back from making quantum leaps into what could be the very best days and years of their life. We come to the very threshold of an opportunity, of a moment, of a shift in our lives, and something internally shuts all of the mechanisms down and fear grips our heart, whether consciously or unconsciously, and for whatever reason, we don't pull the trigger to go forward. And there are so many different kinds of fear that we could talk about, but today I want to talk to you about three different kinds of fear that we must overcome 
if we are to experience the full measure of the new beginning that God desires for our lives. So I want you to really be prepared to take some notes. I want you to look at your own heart, your own life, and be honest about this. Are you dealing with fears that are holding you back from your preferred future? Well, as always, we're going to begin with some scriptural principles here that I believe will give us a great foundation for what we're going to be talking about. If you are a Christian or a believer in the Bible, then these will not be unfamiliar to you. If Christianity or the Word of God or the Bible is new to you or unfamiliar to you, then just consider these divine principles that we believe are profound and seriously change everything that we do in life if we adhere to them. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Three tremendous promises in place of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us power and love and a sound mind. Then Philippians chapter 4, verse 12 to 14 says, I know how to get along with humble means. I know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both having abundance and suffering need. But verse 13 is the key. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things some key things I want to talk about there. Number one, it's not God doing the things, it's you doing the things. With his strength, his grace, the confidence that he gives you, but you're the one that has to get up and do something about it. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let's talk about some of these things today. Well, you know, fear is one of those things that we don't like to talk about, and and I guess every child has a fear of something. Every person probably has a fear of something. I I have a fear of heights, which sounds very counterintuitive given the fact that I fly airplanes. But when I'm in an airplane and I'm flying somewhere, whether I'm a passenger or whether I'm the pilot, uh, heights don't bother me a bit. It's standing on the edge of something and looking over the edge and recognizing that I'm within inches of, of serious injury or even death. Just something in me just turns inside out and upside down and That's the fear that I deal with. I also don't like snakes, by the way. Uh, Me and snakes don't get along at all. I won't even touch a grass snake. I just don't like the things at all. However, you know, different people fear different things. But let's talk about fear by way of some definitions here. Fear, according to Merriam-Webster, is an unpleasant and often strong emotion that's caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Uh, it can also and is, in fact, sensed as an emotion. It, fear is an emotion. It's, it's something you feel. And fear can also be described or defined as a state which can be identified or marked by the emotion that we feel when fear comes on us. Webster also defines it as anxious, concerned. And, of course, there is a, a good fear, and that is a profound reverence or awe towards something, but especially toward God. It's the fear of the Lord. It's not that we're afraid of him, but we reverence and we we aspire awe to his greatness. And then the last definition that Webster gives us is it's a reason for alarm. 
Wikipedia has an interesting take on this. It says, fear is an emotion induced by a perceived threat which causes entities to quickly pull far away from that which threatens them. And usually it causes that person to hide. Did you ever know anybody who goes into hiding, by the way, emotionally, spiritually, socially, when they're afraid of something? Sure, you do. Wikipedia goes on to say, it's a basic survival mechanism occurring in response to a specific stimulus, such as pain or the threat of danger. In short, fear is the ability to recognize danger that leads to an urge to confront it or flee from it. It's fight or flight, as we've heard it described, I'm sure, for years. In extreme cases of fear, horror or terror, fear can actually cause a person to freeze or to be paralyzed, rendering them incapable of responding in any way, vocally, physically, it can literally cause you to be paralyzed. Fear is frequently related to the specific behaviors of escape and avoidance, whereas anxiety is the result of threats which are perceived to be uncontrollable or unavoidable. It's worth noting that fear almost always relates to future events. It's not about something that happened yesterday you're afraid of. It's always about something that could happen tomorrow or today, such as the worsening of a particular situation or the continuation of a situation that is unacceptable to you. At the end of the day, fear is manipulating, it's controlling, and it causes an individual to be incapable of moving forward into opportunities, into their new beginnings, into their tomorrows. So with these definitions as a bit of a backdrop, let's look at three categories of fear that so often cause us to limit the potential that we have. It oftentimes would cause us to even limit God and his work in our lives. Number one, the first category of fear that I want to describe to you today that we have to overcome is the fear of man. You know, throughout all of history, uh, we've seen these principles in action. Nations literally have risen and or fallen on the basis of the fear of man. And sometimes a nation is rendered incapable of moving beyond the fear of a man or a system. It's a very real thing, and, and this fear can either empower and embolden a person, or as we've already mentioned, it can literally paralyze them and cause them to be incapable of doing anything at all. This fear, this fear of man, is, like all fear, the antithesis of faith or belief. It literally cancels faith. It is the opposite of faith. The fear of man comes in so many different forms and is literally one of the most dominant of all fears. And let's look at a few of examples, I guess, of the fear of man. And there are so many more, but, you know, one, one fear of man is the opinion of others. What are, what's somebody going to say or think about me if, and you fill in the blank? That opinion of others' fear is, is where we're more concerned with what people think or may think about us than what God has said about us. Number two, 
the two, the second type of fear of man is perceived status or lack thereof. If I don't hold a certain rank or position or title, or I haven't uh, the the right resume or the right credentials to impress someone, then there is this fear of perceived status there. Number three, loss of approval. You know, I had approval at one point with this person, but I fear losing their their approval, their affirmation. A loss of love. I don't want to offend somebody and hurt somebody. I don't want there to be anything wrong that might cause this person not to love me. I'm going to keep the peace. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Shoot, man, I'll, I'll cave in on everything in order that I might retain this love that I so desperately desire. It's a fear of man. Another one is performance and reward. It's am I good enough? These are where people where people will perform and do and do and do and go above and beyond and just constantly stress themselves out so that they would perform up to someone else's expectations in order to retain whatever standing they have with that person. That's a fear of man. Fear of enemies or fear of opposition. You know, it's the the old go along to get along issue. And many times, especially in this culture in which we live, we tolerate unrighteousness, we tolerate injustice, we tolerate all kinds of silliness out of fear of reprisal. You know, it's it's the being politically correct because if I if I speak the truth, I might be persecuted or I might have someone come against me and fight and and really destroy or hurt my reputation. We're conditioned to avoid conflict, yet the Bible tells us that we're engaged in a type of warfare that's really not of this world. So we know that Satan can't really get to us or affect us except through other people. So Satan uses men to intimidate, to oppose, and even sometimes undermine our potential and God's intentions concerning our life. So fear of enemies and fear of opposition is a type of a fear of man. How about this one? Fear of rejection. You know, so many have experienced the sting of rejection. It might have been by their parents or friends or a pastor, maybe even a former spouse or a love interest. And once you have experienced that pain of rejection, we we tend to live our lives in sort of a defense mode. We don't want that to happen again. So we become isolated, we become alone, and of course, this was not God's intention for us. You know, Jesus was literally despised and rejected so that we would not have to live in fear of rejection. A fear of rejection is a type of a fear of man. You know, many live in fear of job loss or financial destitution or financial ruin. And this is also a fear of man in this way. Because a person who lives in fear constantly of losing their job or, or, you know, experiencing financial ruin actually believes on some level that man is their provider. And so we literally walk on eggshells in fear of getting fired or getting laid off, having our benefits decreased, having our pay scale affected in some way. This is truly a mammon idea. It's a mammon spirit that causes us to fear man. And it's because at a root level, we actually look to man as our provider, which is absolutely a messed up theology. Number nine, another way of 
of fearing man is people-pleasing versus God-pleasing. We could talk about that, of course, all day. But I want to go to the second category of fear, which is fear of risk. And I'll go ahead and give you the third one as well, fear of failure, because fear of risk, fear of failure go hand in hand, although they can be quite autonomous. So I want to say to you that dreams, and we talked about those in our last podcast, Awakening the Dream Within You, dreams are only realized when we act upon them. A dream is worthless if we're so afraid to put that dream into motion. We have to act upon our dreams if the dream is going to be realized. Destinies are revealed, and potential is manifest only when we take what is possible and we actually make it so. And the the space between possibility and realization is a little space in there in which we often encounter our greatest fears. It's that little bridge between, man, I have this amazing dream and I believe this is possible, and then the gap, and then over here we have the realization of, look at what God has done through our efforts and through our being willing to to carry this dream out. That little area in between is where we We fight this battle of the mind, this battle of the heart. It's where our fears come to visit us. Success and fulfillment really only comes to those who are willing to risk the present for the sake of a better future. I'm going to say that again. Success and fulfillment only comes to those who are willing to risk the present, your present state, for a better future. The truth is you can't move into something better and something new. You can't really experience a new beginning unless you're willing to leave the old, right? But see, to leave where I am, what I'm comfortable with, what I know, is to risk everything that I know. Yep. See, the best things in life come to those who look risk and even potentially failure right in the eye. And they just go after it anyway. They risk it all. There's an interesting scripture that I love to to talk about, and you know this one. It's faith without works is dead. Everybody wants to talk about faith, faith, faith. And you know what? I am a faith guy. I believe that everything we do should be in faith. We should be fully vested and fully given to the belief systems that are aligned with what God has said about our lives. That, to me, is faith. Faith is nothing more, nothing less than what you believe to be true. But you can believe something to be true and never do anything about it. You can believe that you have the cure for a a terrible disease, but if you never take what you know or what you've come to believe and do something with that knowledge, that information, then nothing good ever comes from that truth. Faith without works is dead. And so... Somewhere between knowing in our hearts that God wants to take us to a new beginning and a new level and actually experiencing the benefits, the blessings, the awesomeness of that new season, we have to risk what we know for that which we have not yet experienced. And usually in that process, we're going to deal with some fear. 
Well, we read a while ago that God has not given us the spirit of fear, so let me ask you this question. If God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, if it's not something that originated with him or from him, then if we're dealing with fear, it can only be coming from one source, and that is the enemy of our soul. That's right, Satan himself, this guy who his entire purpose, his entire mission is to see to it that you and I never become all God has created us to be. His entire mission is to see to it that we never fulfill our assignment, our destiny, our calling, uh, the job we're here to do, the people we're supposed to impact. He wants to make sure by any means possible that we don't engage. And he uses the spirit of fear to keep us paralyzed. That's powerful. When when my promise or destiny, your promise or destiny is right in front of you, whether or not you possess it and experience it is completely contingent upon your willingness and your ability to look fear right in the eye and go through that threshold anyway. There will always be moments where we sense and feel this uneasiness because it's something new, something we've not experienced before, or something we've been afraid of. It Fear is going to come. The question is, what do we do in the moment when we're faced with the fear? Do we, do we retreat or do we press through? You see, fear, in its essence, does not take into account the sovereignty of God. Fear will literally talk you out of the very thing that you long for, the very, the very dream God put in your heart, the idea, the invention, the business, the, the relationship, whatever it is that, that for that moment you embrace this dream and, man, this is something that I know I'm supposed to go do something that God wants me to experience and have and possess and realize and and embrace. And fear will get in your ear and will talk you out of the very thing that you long for, the desires of your heart. Fear of risk or fear of failure, man, those two will cheat you out of the joy and the success of what could be. And they will lock you into what is. I'm going to say that one again. Fear of risk and failure will cheat you out of the joy and the success associated with what could be the possibilities. And it will quarantine you and lock you in prison in this state of what is. You know, I heard this one time that someone said failure is not an option. And I, I understand, you know, that was a moment of, of motivation. Failure is not an option. But the truth is failure is always an option. It's always an option. If you try and fail, at least you tried. But more people than not never try. Therefore, by not at least making the attempt, at least by not at least moving into the opportunity and the possibility and and giving it their all, they chose to fail. I would rather attempt something and fail miserably than to fail by not having tried. 
So yes, I believe failure is an option. You see, everything that God does is good. That's what the Bible tells us. In fact, everything he's designed and designated for you is frankly better than you can even imagine. As a matter of fact, I don't believe that our human mind has the capacity to really grasp everything that God has desired for us. And when something is that good, it often requires us to leave our present situation and go to a different place, a different plane, a different mindset, meaning we have to be willing to risk entering into an area we don't know in order that we might have what we don't have. you got to go somewhere you've not been before to have the things you've not had before, and that, ladies and gentlemen, requires risk. That requires us to look fear in the eye and just say, you know what, come hell or high water, whatever happens here, at least I, I know this is a possibility. I'm going in. I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to have it. You know, something you need to know about Satan is he doesn't have the authority to keep you from what God has for you. Satan does not have the capacity, the power, the authority to keep you from having what God said you could have. In fact, you are, if you are a believer, you are a child of the Most High God. We're always children. And he has already set in the heavens everything concerning your future and your success. He, the Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans for good health, plans for a wonderful life. That's, that's your daddy. And subjecting yourself to fear of failure or fear of risk will lock you into the present and really will hold you back from having what God's already determined in his mind that you, his son, his daughter, could have. I'm reminded of a story in Matthew chapter 25. It's the story of the talents. And you, you know the story. A man's about to go on a journey and and he calls his servants to him and he takes all of his entrusted possessions and he gives to one guy five, another two, to another one one, each according to their own ability. And then he took off and went on his journey. And you know the story, when he came back to settle his accounts, the one that had received the five talents came up and he had earned a 100% return on the investment. He, he had five more to add to the original five. That was a powerful moment, and the, the master was very satisfied and pleased with that result. The one that had received two talents came up and Similar situation. He says, "Look, I, I've I've done a hundred percent return here. I got you gave me two. I, I'm bringing you back a total of four. Master was pleased. Then the little fella had been given one. He comes up and you you got to see this man. This is absolutely amazing to me. He says, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you." scattered no seed. Verse 25 of that chapter says, and I was afraid. I was afraid. So this guy's entire context, his entire motivation was based in fear. 
He says, I was afraid, and I went away, and I took the one talent you gave me, and I put it in the ground. I was going to make sure to protect that thing, man. I wasn't going to risk anything that you had given me. So here, I'm, I'm, I'm real happy to report to you that I have your one talent to give back to you. <laughs> the master goes off on this guy. You wicked, lazy servant. You knew full well that I reap where I don't sow. I gather where I don't scatter seed. You could have at least put my money in the bank, and when I came back, I would have had my one talent plus a little bit of interest. But no, man, your fear drove you to completely mismanage, mishandle the opportunity. So therefore, I'm taking the opportunity from you. You can't even, I'm not going to let you even, even have the one. Man, he goes on in verse 30, says, throw this worthless so-and-so into outer darkness. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me God's pretty serious about how we steward what he's given us to work with. And here's the piece about this story. Whatever God's given you to work with, whatever he has assigned to you in 2014 and beyond, whatever new beginning he is beckoning you to come and to experience with him, Whatever destiny moment you are about to encounter, no matter how small or how great you may perceive it to be, the fact is when you respond to that opportunity out of fear, not only will you squander the opportunity, but you will be left with nothing to show for it. You know, all three of these guys face the exact same percentage of risk. Each of them were faced with the exact same economic conditions, the same environmental issues. They were all given the same opportunity. Even though it was different amounts, they still had the same opportunity. Two of these guys chose to, in spite of their risk, to go do something. And one of the guys chose to be safe. I want you to write this down if you're able to do so safely. Self-preservation is almost always the product of fear. Self-preservation is almost always the product of fear. This man who was given one talent had intimate knowledge of his master's work. In his own mind, he could not see himself having the same skills, abilities, or success, and he was afraid. So instead of using what he'd been given, instead of putting feet and motion to his opportunity, instead of facing down his giants and his, his fear of risk, his fear of failure, he buried the opportunity. You know something? Potential is just that. It's just potential. Potential has no power in and of itself unless someone acts on it and causes that potential to become a reality. I'm talking to someone today, I know it, I just know it, who coming into 2014, you you so desire to experience a new beginning and you you know you have some opportunities available to you. But out of fear, because of past failures and past circumstances and 
having been rejected and hurt or let down by somebody along the way, instead of taking that risk again, you have buried that thing. Man, you have, you're trying to play it safe. And I'm encouraging you today, don't you allow fear to keep you from experiencing everything that God has for you in this new year. Charles Stanley said, fear stifles our thinking and our actions. It creates indecisiveness that results in stagnation. He says, I have known talented people who procrastinate indefinitely rather than risk failure. He says, lost opportunities cause erosion of confidence, and then the downward spiral begins. Wow, powerful. Paulo Coelho says, pitiful is the person who is afraid of taking risks. Perhaps this person will never be disappointed or disillusioned. Perhaps he or she won't suffer the way people do when they have a dream to follow. But when that person looks back, and at some point every person looks back, he or she will hear her heart saying, what have you done with the miracles that God planted in your days? What have you done with the talents that God bestowed on you? You buried yourself in a cave because you were fearful of losing those talents. So this is your heritage the certainty that you wasted your life. One more powerful quote that really impacted me when I was looking at this subject. Ray Bradbury says, If we listened to our intellect, we'd never have a love affair. We'd never have a friendship. We would never go into business because we'd be cynical. He says, well, that's nonsense. You've got to jump off cliffs all the time and build your wings on the way down. You see, you don't have to have all the answers. You have to have faith in God's promise and confidence in your worthiness and your ability. The dreams, the assignments, the blessings that God has called you to share with someone else, all of those things are waiting for you to overcome your fears, the fear of man, the fear of risk, the fear of failure, and just simply go do what God has given you to do. I want to leave you with these questions today. What are your dreams? What has God called you to accomplish? We've talked about this. But here's the important ones. Can you identify the fear or the fears that in previous seasons of your life have kept you from pulling the trigger and moving forward and acting on those dreams? And if you can identify those fears, my next question for you is this. Are you willing? Are you willing to face those fears down and this time press through them so that you can experience everything that God wants you to have? I want to invite you to go to 
brianholmes.com forward slash 025 and go down to the show notes in the comment section of the show notes for this episode and share with us there some of the fears you faced, some of the battles you fought. Put them out there and then let us encourage you in this season of new beginnings to overcome the fears and to engage your destiny. Well, I trust that was challenging enough to you to stop letting these fears control you and limit what you can do. Man, you, you've got the potential to do so much, and I believe in you. Well, I have a few announcements for you as we continue and finish up here today. Uh, our New Beginnings Workshop is going to be taking place on January the 25th. I'm going to be talking about how to let go of your past. We're going to lead you through processes to do just that, how to reignite and awaken the dreams that are in you, how to overcome the fears and, and plant those things, man, how to develop a, a strategic plan and a definitive course for your future and what God's called you to do. And we're going to spend the last hour and a half or so in a process of activation to where we're going to send you out the door ready to fully engage and act on that which you are called to do. It's going to be right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, January 25th. For more information on this powerful event, go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings. You'll find all the information there about how you can register and be a part. Just to mention, our Monday Mastery video series uh, comes out every Monday. We've been doing it for quite a long time now. But we are right now working on this same basic topic of new beginnings. Every week I'm releasing a new video, a little nugget, a five-minute or so nugget to help you along your way and encourage you to experience this new beginning with us. I have a few openings for coaching clients in 2014. If you'd like to find out how we could come alongside of you and help you as your life coach and executive coach, your business coach, if you were in business for yourself, we'd love to serve you in any way that we could. And uh, you can go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching to find out more about that. Lastly, if you would like to have me speak at your church, your conference, an event that you're hosting, we would love to serve your organization and help you to help your folks to become all that God's created them to be. brianholmes.com forward slash speaking for more information about that, or you can simply call our offices. I want to ask you if this podcast is a blessing to you, if it's really something that encourages you in your life and in your walk, uh, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Go in and literally subscribe, download it each week, get it automatically. And as you go into iTunes there, be sure to rate us in iTunes and offer your comments there about what this podcast is doing for you and for your family and those that you love. I'd so appreciate that. That helps us to get the word out, helps us to get the kind of exposure we need to reach as many people as we can. Also want to encourage you to subscribe to our weekly email updates at brianholmes.com. Great way for you to stay in contact with the two or three or four things we release each week in our quest to help you. Share this with your friends, your associates. Tweet it, Facebook it, uh, Instagram it, whatever you can do to get it out there. We'd love for you to help us get the word out about the Strategic Living Podcast. Well, I trust that something we've shared today has really moved you and challenged you to go after 
2014 and beyond with just tremendous energy and force. You have the potential to be great. God has called you to be great. You are his child. He longs for you to experience the success, the blessing, the prosperity, the effectiveness that he has placed in your heart by way of his plans for your life. And we want to see you become and do all of that. So until next time, just know this, you're made in his image. You are certainly designed for a purpose, destined for greatness. And truly, the entire world is waiting for you to show up and be the man, be the woman that you have the capacity to be. We love you. We care deeply about you. God bless. We'll see you back here next week.